Hello, it's Charlotte's sister C. Farrell, host of Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running senior-led podcast that invites you to do what you love. This podcast is for you if you love writing or telling stories, if you love sharing poetry or doing interviews. This podcast is for you if you love working on ways to create age-friendly cities. This podcast is for you if you love learning how to tame technology and get more out of virtual events, if you love finding more ways to share your heritage or traditions. If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and GNF Financial Group. Hello and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest running senior led podcast. And I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and I am grateful to acknowledge that our podcast takes place on the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Salawatooth, and Squamish people, which means it wasn't given to us that there are some land rights that at some point will be acknowledged on all these lands we are occupying. Uh, today, we have, uh, we're going to do our regular thing of doing a brief introduction as we start, but our special guest is Guprit. Guprit is the, <laughs> she is the director coordinator of the memberships program and uh, programming memberships at the 411 Senior Center, who is one of our major sponsors. And she is going to show us chi, chi, we can breathe better. <laughs> uh, we're also going to have a special presentation today. Neil has a new book that he has self-published, and he's going to share one of the stories. So I am going to um, begin with um Nancy giving a brief introduction of herself. We'll have each person say something briefly, and then I'll turn it over to Guprit, who will be telling us a highlight about what 411 does and sharing her chair yoga. So, uh, thanks, Charlotte. Um, my name is Nancy Sinclair, and I live on Vancouver Island, beautiful British Columbia, and I'm a podcast mentor for the Powered by Age. And um, I'm just delighted with this incredible weather we're having right now, and very grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Neil? Hi, my name is Neil Ryan. Uh, I am uh, the author of, uh, first off, is um, From the Other Side, which is a book of poetry and short stories. And my most recent contribution to the world of books and so forth is this one called the Brighton Tarot Card Mystery and other short stories and uh, we're going to hear a, po a, a, a story called a Snow Day. Give us a bit of a chill for this <laughs> unseasonably warm weather that I'm not terribly happy with. <laughs> yeah, we'll enjoy that cool breeze. Uh, Chris? Hi, I'm Chris Morrissey, and I live in East Bend, and I participate in about a 15, 16-year-long writing, writing and imaging group called Quirky, Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders. Okay. And is the new book out now? Is it available for people to order? Uh, the new the, zine? Yes, yes. Okay, so later we'll have you give the 
location or the website where people can order it. Uh, Stanley? What's that? Oh, just briefly introduce yourself. Um, Stanley uh, Burleson, Charlotte's sister, I mean brother, <laughs> and I live here in uh, Raymore, Missouri. Okay, and I have two brothers and a sister that are all in Kansas City, so. Uh, well, Lillian's not. Right, she, right, she's in Atlanta. She, you've, you've heard her speak at one point about grandparents reading to children. Uh, Leslie? Yes, I'm Leslie Hebert from New Westminster. I teach English as a second language online, and I also write uh, short stories and poetry. Uh, currently working on a travelogue of a trip I took to Japan a few years ago, and I was also privileged to be published in uh, a journey, a poetry of place, Journeys Across New Westminster, which is a collection of poems about or focusing on New Westminster. Okay, Ramona? I am Ramona. And uh, I'm a newcomer to Canada. Um, I came here four years ago, three of which I spent in Toronto. And then now I'm in Vancouver for the past about eight months. So I'm really happy to be here with all of you. By profession, I'm a professor, history, French, and also a writer of uh, some academic texts in history and a few workbooks in French. Um, while I was in Toronto, I was in touch with the seniors group called the Active Adults Center of Mississauga. And so I'm really happy to be connected with all of you here today. Delighted to be with you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Gupreet. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Gupreet Sandhu. I manage programs and membership at uh, 411 Senior Center. And um, I have been in Canada for six years now. And before this, I was working with Canada Post. And I'm very happy to be a part of 411 Senior Center. In my free time, I like to just travel, uh, do yoga. And uh, I hope some of the things I'm able to share with you today, some of the yoga postures are helpful for all of you in long run. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be a part, part of this podcast. Okay, Thank so we will take it away with your presentation. Yes. Uh, so first, Charlotte wanted to uh, me to tell you a little bit about what programs we are running here at 411 Senior Center right now. So uh, right now, um, so we'll, we'll start more programs in September once we go on in phase four, uh, because we cannot, we can only, for now we are, we are just limiting our number of people in the center at one time to max seven to 10 people. So the programs we are running right now are computer classes, they are free. Uh, and we also provide uh, laptops. You are, you can bring your own laptops for this. Um, and we have volunteers who can help you with your technology uh, issues. Like if you have any tech support related questions, they can help you with that. 
and they also provide uh, classes. So if you want to learn anything specific, for example, um, lots of our uh, members, they are interested in learning Microsoft Office Suite, um, Excel, Word. So our volunteers are happy to teach uh, you that. And um, the classes are running on uh, uh, right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 4. And we have uh, five volunteers in total. But I, eventually, because I am I am receiving a lot of requests uh, for this particular class from our members, um, I'm currently recruiting more more volunteers, and hopefully, I'll be able to run this class in in September, uh, at least four days a week. Because it's I I just I've received a, a great feedback for this, and everybody, all the seniors who have taken this class so far, they are very happy, and it has been super helpful for them. So other than that, we are also providing uh, support for tablets. So if you have a tablet, and I, I received uh, some questions from seniors that they have a tablet, but they don't know how to use it, or, or they are having issues, you can bring your tablet and uh, our volunteers can help you learn that. Um, we are also providing free tablets at 411 Senior Center. We have partnered with... Um, uh, South, uh, South Granville Senior Center, and uh, they have in total 45 tablets, which are to be lent to seniors uh, to use for three months or more. And the tablets are totally free of cost. We also provide training. Um, so far, I have lent only uh, three tablets, but I'm I'm excited if uh, if I'll be able to, uh, you know, share this program and have more people benefit from this. Um, we are providing training on how to use the tablets. They come with an internet connection, so you don't need a Wi-Fi for them. And um, uh, yeah, so it, it, that's another program we are running. It's uh, We call it a tablet lending um, and mentorship program. Um, and then we have podcast. And uh, probably in September, we will be starting more programs. For example, we have a request for uh, language classes and uh, we, we are going to start some art classes and we'll keep everybody posted about it when they start. So could, we, could you give the phone number for contacting the center? Yes, it's 604-684-8171. And if you want to connect to me directly, my extension is 242. So I'm taking care of the tablet lending and the computer classes program. So you can connect with me directly on my extension for that. Yes, so if you should be listening to the podcast, just know that there are still about four tablets left. And this tablet uh, will enable you to go on to Zoom, but also connect with many other things. So do call the center or could you give the 411 Center website address as well? Yes, um, it would be 411seniorcenter.bc.ca. And we also have a Facebook page uh, for 411 Senior Center, so they can also leave a 
message on Facebook. We check it on regular basis. So um, there are lots of different ways to connect. And you can also send me an email regarding that. My email is gsandhu, G-S-A-N-D-H-U at 411seniors.bc.ca. So, yeah. So um, I think this is a great uh, program. And uh, if somebody is interested, they can definitely reach out to you. We'll be happy to uh, provide them the tablet as well as the training for using the tablets. Okay, so now the wonders of chi. <laughs> <laughs> can everyone hear me? Well, yes, we can. Okay. So yeah, I have, um, I have collected some uh, like 10 exercises. And very simple stretches, uh, which you can do while you are doing your other um, stuff at home. Yeah, they are very super, super simple. And you can do uh, three sets of each of them. Uh, I, have a, I have a PDF for this and I've shared it with Charlotte and she can send it to you later um, for reference. And uh, I mean, there are stretches as well as chair yoga and uh, chair yoga is very helpful. First of all, it's super convenient. You can just do it while, while you're doing your work or you're just watching TV. You can do some uh, movements and uh, they help to reduce stress uh, from your muscles. They help you manage pain and overall it helps to improve blood circulation uh, in your body. So um, for you to see the benefits of chair yoga, I think I would suggest to you to continue it every day, at least three exercises and at least for two months, and you will see uh, great results. And, and you can do it every day. You, it's, not, uh, it's not like workout that you have to take breaks in between. You can do them every day. So the first, um, I'm going to start with warm-up. The first exercise I have is arm raises. So uh, you can just do it seated and just um, raise, your, um, um, raise your arms like this. And when you take your arms up, then inhale. And then exhale when you bring them down like this. And then um, uh, do five of these. Let's do five of these. And, and then we can go on the next Inhale and exhale. Three. Last one. So this, this is a great workout uh, for you to improve your shoulder flexibility um, and it helps to, uh, you know, also it, it improves your posture in general and um, while you're seated, you feel like you have a better posture on the chair when you do this, this exercise. The next one we are going to do is a reach back. Um, it's, it's again a, a great workout for you uh, to improve your um, movement uh, like towards the back like this. And for example, 
just just reaching out like this. And it's sometimes when we are doing um, movements every day, we ignore this part, like how to reach back because we don't use it every day. But um, but yeah, this exercise, if you do it regularly, uh, even five sets every day, it's going to help you improve your flexibility on how you can move your shoulders towards the back. So for this one, we are going to just move a little further on the chair and then interlace your palms towards the back like this. Let me show you like this. And then just, just um, uh, um, uh, twist your shoulders towards the back and look up and inhale when you look up. And stretch and then come down and exhale. And if you feel uncomfortable doing uh, this, you can just fold your um, hands like this. So uh, for any posture uh, in yoga, you find your variations which work for you. And they don't have to be like exactly by the book. You, you just experiment, see what works for you. And this is a great exercise to do at night, I think, because it helps you sleep better because you really relax your neck muscles with it and your shoulder muscles. And uh, um, it's good for blood pressure. If you do it on a regular basis, it helps to improve your blood pressure, general stress and anxiety levels. So let's do that five times. And inhale when you look up and exhale when you look down. And let's do the second set. Three. Four. And the last one. You can also do the inhale from the nose and exhale through the mouth if that uh, that works for you. I like to do it that way. Okay. Feels like birds are flying out of my back. <laughs> Great. So the next one we are going to do is arm lifting. And it would be the same way, interlacing the hands, but we are going to take them um, above rather than behind. So interlace your fingers, take them up and and try to uh, try to take your palms like as behind as you can, you know, try to improve your movement like this. And you can uh, roll your spine like towards the front to improve your mobility. And we are just going to just do the same thing. Inhale when we go up like this and exhale when we come down. Again, this one is very good for the back, neck muscles, and also for your shoulders. 
Um, and again, this one can be done once in the morning and once in the evening, five to seven times. And um, I mean, if you feel uh, it's it's very uncomfortable for you, you can just start with five. But there's you can take it to 10, 15 times if you if you feel comfortable along with as you as you do it every day, you'll be able to improve your mobility. Okay, the next one we are going to do neck rotations. Very simple. We are just going to rotate our neck and but we are going to do it very slow and inhale and exhale while we do it and we'll do it on both sides. So we'll do it clockwise and then we'll do counterclockwise but we have to uh, let's let's do it very slow and uh, for that we are going to keep our palms on our knees and keep the shoulders and spine very straight and then we'll start rotating clockwise. Great. Now let's do it counterclockwise. Five. Five on each side. I like to do it when I'm watching TV, even like after lunch or dinner, you can do it anytime. But as I said, like uh, keep the, the movements very slow and try to focus on the stretch rather than uh, the number and the speed. Just keep it slow and really feel the stretch on all sides as you, as you move. Um, and you can do it up to 10 times. It's, it's very good. You can do it morning and all chair yoga workouts. You can do it at your own comfort, uh, comfortable time. You know, there is no set rules about when to do it. They are super simple stretches. Um, the next one we are going to do is a, another neck stretch. And we are going to do it sideways. And for that, we will... Keep one um, hand, if, when we are doing it on right side, we'll uh, keep the left hand on, on the pelvis like this. And then we will uh, take one hand on your neck like this. And then bend the next side ways. And do it very gently. You don't have to put any pressure. And, and just feel the stretch. And if you feel the pain, don't go any further than that. And eventually you'll be able to improve like the, the amount of stretch you can do. And, and then just breathe.
let's do it on the other side and as you take deep breaths you'll feel a lot of stretch on on this side and same on the other side let's do it the second side and release <laughs> it feels like little things popping away <laughs> yeah you can you can feel the pops because generally we hold a lot of tension on our necks and and this helps to release the tension so i like to do it at night and any stretch when you do it at night you, it just makes me sleep so well so it's good to do it at night uh the next one is uh again a stretch for the shoulders we'll just do simple shoulder rolls but uh do it very mindfully uh in a way that you can actually like uh feel feel while you're doing it that uh, where do you feel the stretch so uh, just go slow and 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 just uh do it very mindfully so keep your palms on your knees and then roll your shoulders towards the back like this and keep your spine straight five on each side and then five towards the front and release and then again you can do it 5 to 6 times every day and as you do it uh, on a regular basis consistently you will see great improvement in your um, flexibility of shoulders in general and then what the next one we are going to do is um chair pigeon pose for this particular pose uh, again if you don't feel comfortable doing the complete pose you can you can uh, make variations that work for you so uh, for this one we are going to hold our um, chin with our both hands and bring them on our thigh like this can you see see me or or should i move to the computer is everybody can see you we can see oh. you good please okay so uh, we put our um, ankle on uh, right ankle on the left thigh and then we hold um, the ankle with uh, left hand and then we put the right hand on the knee like this and then put a very gentle pressure and you can you can skip the pressure if you want but if you want to feel more stretch you can put some pressure on your knee very lightly and then you bend forward and then just breathe there and come back and um, just just even once is enough for this particular pose because it's a bit more intense on and it it works on your spine lower back so um 
just uh, just go very slow with this particular pose because this can be very intense for some people. And then we can do the same on the other side, like this, and then put your hand on the knee and then bend forward and breathe. Um, and then again, it's very good for, um, you know, your, to improve your alignment in general and uh, very good for hamstrings, lower back. So this can be done uh, two to three times every day at your own comfortable time or even like before bed, whatever works for you. Uh, the next one we are going to do is seated forward bend. We are just going to stay seated, put our hands on our knees, and then bend forward. And, and uh, bend to, to a point where, where you feel the stretch in your lower back. And then you can stay there and breathe for five breaths. And then come back. So uh, the next one we are going to do is eagle arms. Um, it's a very good workout because it helps to improve focus and, and um, it's good for circulation uh, in uh, in your hands, in your upper body. It's it's a very good pose. Um, we can do it seated. So um, we are just going to. Uh, Twist both arms like this. And if you are not able to twist like this, you can just do a little bit like this. If, if whatever is more comfortable for you, you don't have to feel. If you feel any pain when doing this, then back off and do something simple, simple, even like this. And I think then, I have it backwards. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this this is good, Charlotte. You can do this. And then uh, when you're doing this pose, uh, then you look between your uh, between your thumbs. So uh, try to just maintain focus on one particular point on your hands uh, with both, like just just maintain your focus there and and breathe. Uh, Gapreet, yeah. uh, for people that are listening and can't see the video, this is kind of a mind-boggling twist. So is it possible to describe it morally? Hmm. So, Okay, I'll try. <laughs> so we are just going to uh, twist our arms into each other in a way that we can join our palms um, with the twist, like... <laughs> it was kind of like bringing them in prayer position yeah. first. And just then, like, so and what we're doing is crossing elbow. one elbow inside the other, right? Yes, one elbow inside the other and then, and then bringing the hands up and together. Um, together, yes. <laughs> and to the best of your ability, if you're not, you can just hold one wrist with the other, other hand if that's the best you can go. And it's a very intense stretch, so it's not possible for you to do complete uh, expression on the first go. Uh, you so yeah, 
So you can just hold your um, palm, hold your wrist with the other hand if that works better for you. And uh, and then try to focus between your hands uh, when you're holding them at one particular point, which is in the middle somewhere. So not on the left, not on the side. We try to focus in between our hands. And uh, it helps to improve. Uh, well, if you do this for a very long time, it, I've, I've also uh, read that improves your um, vision. Uh, but for short-term benefits, it helps to improve your focus and, uh, in general, your upper body flexibility. And you can do the same on the other side. I will uh, share the PDF later, and Charlotte can share it with you. And you can, I mean, use that for reference. Um, yeah, so I hope I'm able to explain it for people who are not able to see the video. I hope this helps. Uh, the next one we are going to do is cat and cow stretch. This is very simple. We are, it's, a, it's a good stretch for the spine. And I don't know why. I think it's called cat and cow because we are imitating the cat and then we are imitating the cow. So just, just put your um, hands on your knees and then, um, and then just bend like this. Bend your neck like you're looking at your hands. Yeah, yeah. you bend, uh, you look downwards and uh, bend your, uh, like, uh, yourself in inwards like this. And then do the same outwards and look up. And for breathing, you can inhale when you look up. You take your neck up like this, and then exhale when you come inside like this. So this you're you, taking your head up slowly up to look yeah, at the Yeah, and then you, uh, you are also moving your spine outwards, like you are moving yourself outwards like this. <laughs> And, and then uh, it's like spinal waves, um, seated spinal waves, you can call it. <clears throat> and uh, uh, it's very good for, uh, if you do it on a regular basis, do it before, uh, before breakfast. It's good for uh, digestion. You can also do it um, after meal, you take a break of one hour and, uh, and then when you're going to bed, you can do it. And it helps with uh, circulation. It helps to improve your flexibility. And at the same time, it's also very good for, um, for your abdomen or for your stomach. Um, and it's a good stretch for your spine. Uh, and you can do this uh, a set of five and twice a day. It's a simple stretch. You can do it while you're sitting on the chair. The next one we are going to do is again a spinal twist on the side. We are again going to do it seated. We will take our hands and put them on our shoulders like this. And then we'll try to look on the side. And, and just go as much as you can. Don't, don't push yourself too much on the first time. And then do the same on the other side. And slow. Go slow.
try to take your spine with you when you're bending on the when you're moving to the side but like uh, just just be cautious when you're stretching not to push yourself too hard so and then again you can do it five to six times while you're seated um, yeah so these are the few exercises I wanted to show you all. If you have any questions, um, you can ask me. I'll be happy to answer. And I'll be sharing the PDF with you all later. And I hope this helps everyone. Anyone have any questions or comments? Uh, yeah, and some of the some of the poses. Um, I have a stiff right shoulder, so any of the shoulder things, I feel this sort of cracking and popping. What is causing that, and, and is it something we should try to avoid, or is it something that's beneficial? Uh, I think for that, um, uh, Leslie, you have to listen to your body. Mm -hmm. If you feel that crack and pop is when you are stretching your body, you will feel cracks and pops. Uh, because you did not move that part of your body for, for example, uh, 24 hours, and now you're, you slept and then you woke up, your body is like uh, relaxed, and then you stretch it because the blood circulation is uh, starting and more blood is going on in that particular part of your body. And you do see a fear of, you do feel uh, cracks uh, like pops. But if you feel a lot of pain along with that, mm. then, then you have to be cautious. Maybe your body doesn't allow you for that moment. In that, in that case, you have to go with your, um, with your um, intuition. And you have to, uh, if you want to still do the pose, do it uh, to a point where you don't feel the pain or you feel very little pain, mm. like, uh, just listen to your body basically everybody is different and sometimes like we try to push ourselves too hard to oh I want to do this but that's not possible every day and it might be different on some days it might be on some days you might be able to do it and it just it just depends so I would say when you are uh, when you hear some pops, it's okay. But if you feel a lot of pain, then then you uh, back off and and take it slow. What I found really with the Thank popping you. is like it felt like things releasing from my yeah. back. Yeah, release. It's also a release. Does anyone have any other questions? Chris, were you no. about to say something? I think I cut you off. Or Ramona? I think Nancy, Nancy was going to say something. Oh. Yeah, thank you, Gurpreet. It was really great. It's just, and I'm, I'm like Charlotte. It, I think it's just a release of all those muscles because I tend to really hold my tension when I'm on the computer in my shoulders and back. And and then my doctor reminds me it's an aging thing. You know, it, it's uh, this part of the reality, like that popping and cracking and stuff. But there's so much relief in it to start. And those gentle movements are things that I wouldn't necessarily think to do when I'm sitting at my desk. So I appreciate the, uh, the, the ideas. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. I'm glad. I'm, I, I hope this would be useful for everybody. And I think um, once you do these stretches, uh, what I like to do is because I, I also have a very busy schedule, I like to create a small reminder uh, in my phone or somewhere to stretch every day. 
even if i do it for 10 minutes um i think it just improves your circulation you don't have to do all of them every day you can do like three or four whatever you like and uh, if you feel uh, i need more for ne- my neck then just do neck neck stretches you know just decide what works for you i think it helps with the focus too because we get yes. so wrapped up mentally on the computer and so drawn into what we're doing that even yes. that movement it it improves your mental state your emotional state everything because you're getting a break from things yes it does and one thing you can also do to help focus is look at one particular point um on the wall or anywhere like keep keep your vision on one particular point when you are doing these workouts because it's a great uh, it's a very small thing but it improves your it's it's a workout for your for your brain if you if you focus yourself on one particular spot on the wall or or anywhere uh, other than your computer right on thank you thank you everyone i wanted to say thank you gurpreet i especially liked how you um, suggested that we could do these uh, exercises when we were watching tv or you know in between our work so that was good and personally i felt today very relaxed although i do practice yoga but of late i've not been doing it so it made a difference like i have a stiff <laughs> sort of left shoulder and that like felt much better i wanted to thank you for that <laughs> and yes i agree about that fixing your gaze uh, for me it kind of improves concentration Um, yeah. you know that one pointed uh, focus and yeah, uh, yeah. and i and i also feel that uh, it helps us see um, most of us tend to multitask in these days right we we are answering emails or listening to calls or watching some program and all kinds of things like that so i was reading this book keep sharp in which he says that uh, the brain would needs that we concentrate on one activity at a time yes like he he says he's a brain surgeon so he says would you like me to operate on your brain when i'm answering some emails you wouldn't so that's the same thing and when you showed us these exercises you also mentioned that right that yeah. it helps us to focus on one thing at a time so thank you gurpreet Thank you Ramona I'm glad that it was useful for you. Yeah, and we've talked with, about with so much zoom all of us are watching more TV and doing things where we're in a fixed position and that fixed yeah. position does make you know pains that come down the middle of the back or pain standing up so I really appreciated the variety of things you you did and and you know getting my coordination <laughs> to do this one but it's great because uh there are muscles that I haven't moved that I can feel yeah. like they're saying yippee you move me so I look <laughs> forward to we, we've been working in moments for movement in each one of our um podcasts so we can definitely use some of these as we go forward great great <laughs> So thank you again for taking time out to talk with us show us those things and encourage us to do them daily. Thank you Charlotte. Um I have another meeting in 5 minutes so if anybody has any other questions I'll be happy to answer otherwise I'll hop out. 
We'll see you again and maybe at the center soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Wonderful. Thank you, Kupi. Thanks, Nancy. Thank Thanks, everyone. Bye. Okay. And so now we're going to shift to a chilling story, get some a breath of cool air from Neil and his story. Yeah, hi. My, my book, uh, From the Other Side, no, sorry, from my book, The uh, Brighton Tarot Card Mysteries, I have uh, a total of uh, nine extras. There's, there's the main story, The Brighton Tarot Card Mystery, then there are nine short stories. And the last six in my book uh, are contest entries and uh, I get the outline, the idea for a story at noontime on Saturday and it has to be delivered in 24 hours noontime on Sunday and it'll specify how many maximum words there will be. Uh, uh, they're usually around 800, 850 I've had them as high as nine something, but uh, anyway, the uh, story that I've chosen today is called A Snow Day. And it opens with, I don't know if you can see it or not, but there's a picture on the, which is Goat Island. And Goat Island is the island that separates the Niagara Falls U.S. side and the Niagara Falls the Canadian side. And uh, it's called Gold Island and there's a bridge from the U.S. onto the island. There had been morning frost here in Boston area and reports of continual snow falling in upstate New York with the temperature steadily dropping for a week. As an environmental professor, I was called to a meeting at the University Environment Center regarding a serious problem at Niagara Falls. An American university had collaborated with the Canadian one to develop a machine that could control the weather. Something had gone wrong with the equipment and it appeared the machine was creating a new ice age using the power and the water of Niagara Falls. The American called the Bridal Veil Falls on the U.S. side and the Horseshoe Falls on the Canadian side collectively drop over 750,000 gallons of water every second or 45 million gallons of water a minute most of which was being converted into freezing rain, which cooled the atmosphere and then began falling as snow. Already a foot of snow had fallen in the northeastern states, causing serious problems in upstate New York, into Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. We assumed that Dr. Smarkass, the inventor, was killed with the, when the machine exploded. Uh, and likewise, the staff must have frozen to death. So there was no one there who knew how to shut the machine down. 
I had that information locked into a small box sent to my office more than a month ago. The key to open the box was in the professor's office in the Niagara Falls facility. So someone had to take the box to Niagara, open it, and turn the machine on. I was the only one that had a four-wheel drive vehicle with snow tires, so I prepared to go. By the time I headed west on the Interstate 90, heavy snow was falling. The news media had found out about the threat of an out-of-control deep freeze and panic set in. As I traveled westward on 90, I pressed past thousands of vehicles that crawled eastward bumper to bumper through the deepening snow, looking for a route south to escape the deepening freeze. Some had skidded off the roadway and were stuck in the snow, unable to get back into the, onto the highway. Those people might freeze to death in the growing cold, but I dare not stop to help. I headed west into the snowstorm. Fear grew in my chest as I glanced at the small box on the seat beside me and realized the importance of my mission. I said out loud, I can do this. Snow covered mile after mile after snow covered mile, I drove into the snowstorm. Even with my four-wheel drive and winter tires, I was very concerned that I wouldn't make it to Niagara before the roads became impossible. Near Rochester, I was overjoyed to see a truck stop and prayed they were still open and could pump fuel. I pulled in and started fueling before going inside to get some hot coffee. Where in hell did you come from? The attendant asked. Boston, I replied, and I've got to get to Niagara Falls. Well, you're out of luck, he said. The interstate's closed, and it's going to stay closed until this storm blows over. This is the worst I've ever seen. I don't know, can't remember ever seeing this much snow. Well, it isn't going to blow over unless I get to Niagara Falls, I replied. If you can get past the barricade and back onto I-90, then go to two, drive to 290 and go north to the fault. But I think you're crazy to try it. Skirting the flashing lights of the barricade, I continued west. And as I got closer to my destination, I avoided several cars stalled right on the highway, unable to move through the deep snow. The machinery was located in a building belonging to Friendship University on Goat Island, situated between the two waterfalls. I drove across a narrow snow-covered bridge over rushing water to the uh, over water rushing to the edge of the falls. In the growing darkness, loomed a dark gray stone structure draped in snow and icicles. No light shone from the windows, and the building was surrounded by a mist rising from the waterfalls along with falling snow, giving the building a feeling of abandonment. I pulled right up to the front steps, leaving my headlights on. 
and exited the car taking the box and a flashlight with me. The front door was unlocked and even partially open. I stepped inside to hear the screaming noise of a machine converting half a million gallons of water per second into a freezing vapor that was thrown into the air to come down as snow, 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 and more snow, continually adding to the new ice age. Where is the professor's office? I asked a frozen body perched over a computer desk. I continued, in the far right corner, to the left, thank you. Using my flashlight, I made my way to the locked door in the corner office. I used the flashlight to smash the glass, reached in to release the lock and entered. A gray-haired man in a tweed jacket lay face down on the floor, so I knew this was the professor's office. I went to the desk and opened the right-hand drawer. Quickly, I took the key that lay there and opened the box. I removed the sealed envelope and hastily tore it open. In large capital letters was the message. On the control panel to the upper left quadrant, turn the power switch to off. End of story. It was that simple, but somebody had to do it, right? On the control panel in the upper left quadrant, turn the power switch to off. It's like a lot of things, we, we thought you needed to have a key, and it was just the right directions. Well, hey, I had 24 hours to put together a story of 850 words. And so... Uh, it's not going to be a uh, what the hell do they call it? It's not going to be a masterpiece, that's for sure. But uh, seeing as seeing as how you have a few more minutes, I'm going to read the one that I'd like uh, that you you had asked for because of the heat. Do you do you do you have uh, another? Well, let's see what comments people have about that one. Yeah, actually, I had a comment. It's sort of interesting because sometimes a solution to our problems is staring us in the face. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize it until somebody else points it out, right? So you could look at this control panel and see the on-off switch and then kind of be scared to touch it because you wouldn't know if that was the right switch or not. You know, it's like people with computers, right? They're scared to lose their data so they don't do anything. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The words were right there, but no one thought about the words. We think it's a device, you know, that it's this, this magic pen or this magic key. And you, the guy risked his life to bring a, what he thought was a key, and it was just the directions. Yeah. Very clever. Well, it, you know, the, the, contest person she gives uh, a very broad outline I can't remember what the one for that one was but uh, this had nothing to do with uh, with her outline it's just that uh, I think the outline was about people uh, uh, headed south to, to get out, out of the coal and that would be her her prompt. 
And so I wrapped a story around the prompt of people headed south on, on the highway. Uh, have any of you entered a, ever entered a, a writing a contest with a prompt? Well, I've done a few. Um, well, they call them literary taxidermy, where they'll provide a first line, uh, sometimes uh, a piece that has to go in the middle of the work or a last line, and then you have to fit the story around them. Yeah. Yeah, I've just got one going right now to a, a magazine called First Line, and they just give you the first line, and then you have to create a story from there. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and the clue was, what are we going to do with the body? That was the first line. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys are interested, I could read it to you probably maybe another time. Yeah, that would be good. We, as we go through our awesome August, we have things that go with, you know, demonstrations, other presentations. So that would be the body. What's the name of it again? Um, the magazine is called The First Line. And their next issue is going to have a collection of stories all starting with the same first line. And the first line for the next edition is, what are we going to do with the body? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Chris. Chris likes that uh, first line. She <laughs> gives, you a thumb, gives you a thumbs up. Um, the first line uh, for the, the, uh, the one I wrote called The Alien. She squinted at the dark yellow leaves blowing in through the broken window, scattering to the corners of the room. That was all. And it was a maximum of, of I think this one was maximum of 800 or 750, 800, something like that. And uh, so... No, I, the, uh, the the publication that you're mentioning is something that other uh, listeners might like to use. It's called Writers Weekly. And this woman has for years had the publication uh, periodically. It's about four times a year. Uh, yeah. She has a contest. But other than that, every week, every is a week, they, they feature something, either scams for writers to look out for or people that are, are purchasing different things, whether it's poetry or short stories. So, um, and it's Angela. Her name is Angela. Angela Hoy, I think. Yeah, Hoy. Very good reputation for, for years. I've watched that publication and just seen how... Um, they have useful information and they, they have information about contests because some contests are kind of, of crooked. So uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a really excellent thing to have in your cap. I, <laughs> she, I sent her a letter and uh, last week uh, she published my letter to her and her reply. Uh, I wrote a letter asking her how to sell this, this book in particular uh, of short stories. And she, she sent me a, a reply, but then she published the letter, my letter and her letter on this on the letter on, the, on her publication from this week. And basically she says, you should have luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, short stories are are are, are almost as un, uh, unsaleable as poetry is. <laughs> well, the thing though that 
people are pointing out with the numbers of even podcasts, while the mainstream media isn't buying a lot of things, the specialized interests that people have, there are thousands of podcasts, literally, that would not have been, you know, ABC or CBS might not have bought it because it doesn't appeal to the masses. But because there are people that like that particular thing, you have an opportunity to social media, media like LinkedIn or other places to let people know what you have so that people like that particular thing uh, can follow it. Or Leslie's mentioned some of the groups that she's belonged to, that there's a group that listens to, it's a listening group, they listen to you. It's called Scribblers. It's a a feedback group for writers. So uh, we take it in turns to read something we've written and then the other members of the group provide feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are kinds of resources people have been sharing. Uh, the zine that Quirky puts out, it's not for everybody in the world, but for people who have a particular interest of reading stories by a queer elder writing group, they'd say, oh, I didn't know such a thing existed. And so we can find our own audience. One of the power of podcasts and, and you know sharing sessions that people have at community meetings is that you can find people that are interested in that particular thing. So I wouldn't say that you are SOL. <laughs> yeah, I was asking people, what does SOL mean? <laughs> Don't say it on air. No, but apparently, you know, there's more opportunity for niche writing, you know, yes. specific groups. Also, apparently, there's a growing market for flash fiction under 500 words or less. Yes. Because it's yes. a quick read. People can read them on their phones. Yes, I, I did a, a I did a workshop for 411 that I probably will repeat sometimes this year. And it was called Creative Writing in Creative Spaces. And it combined flash writing where there would be a prompt around something and we would talk about getting into the center of the story. And it was amazing. People within the two hours, people met me at a place like the statue um, garden and observe things that would give you crunchy adjectives to use in a story. And then everybody within 20 minutes wrote a story. A flash In the flash, the idea that it could be 500 words, you don't have to think about filling up three pages. Mm-hmm. And it was so liberating. So I think that's the reason the flash, you know, fiction is becoming so popular that you don't have all these arts and, you know, not so many rules. It's like, get to the point of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, I know that you are doing that, and we're going to be, as we move from Austin, August to Savvy September, we're going to be welcoming more people across the country because we're taking part in Canada Days, uh, people who want to read a story, share a story, or talk about action that we can take around uh, the question of, do you really only have one body part that you can talk about with the doctor in 15 minutes. So we're going to be making a comparison of how much time a mechanic, a pet doctor, and the doctor you might be seeing gives to listening to what you have to say. So any other ideas that you know you all have, you can send me an email, um, put it in the chat. But those are things that we're going to be ex- exploring as we go through next week, a travelogue, um, the following week, Dr. Ramona talking about influencers and then moving over into our culture days. So thank you so much for spending time with us today on Powered by Age. You are the power in Powered by Age. So I will see you again next week at one.
was great, Charlotte. Thank you. Thanks, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. Very, very relaxed after the yoga. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, thank you for that, that was nice, br- cool breeze. Hi, Chris. Hi, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Enjoy the story. Yeah. Enjoy the story, Neil. Looking forward to reading more of your books. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye now.